Well, welcome to this episode of Speed of Life, which I, I was just told this morning there's another episode, another podcast called Speed of Life. Oh, so... Um, I don't know. Maybe. Well, technically, this is called Dwayne Shaw's Speed of Life. Okay. Um, so maybe, if not, we'll just change the name to Hanging Fire, which I really like too, or The Round or something crazy, and we'll just keep going. Okay. Because that's kind of how life works. You... Adapt. Yeah, you hit a bump and away you go. So, last week I said we're going to talk about the five steps of relationships. Successful relationships. Successful relationships. Okay. All right. So, you told me that key number one is to get in the boat. Yeah. So, these five steps, as much as I, I never want this podcast to be a church podcast or a Christian podcast. The reality is I am a Christian. You are a Christian. We, I'm a pastor. You attend, we attend the same church. It's who we are. And that has a significant impact on our, on our lives, my life. I can't speak for you. Um, And so the Bible has, has impacted me. And the one, one thing I see in growing up, I, 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 never had any good successful relationships to look at on a full-time basis um both my grandparents were were successfully married for long periods of time I i was blessed to the little bit that i knew my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side as a couple and the the time i got to spend with my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side as as a couple definitely showed me some stuff but i never really saw what successful relationships looked like. Mm-hmm. And so the only role model I really had was, was the stories about Jesus, who I think mastered the art of relationships. So would it be fair to say you had some snapshots in time, but nothing that was like the speed of life, where you saw it being worked out through life? No. All the relationships that I saw... and. And, and sadly, most of the relationships that I still see, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as much as anybody, are very selfish relationships. Okay. So often in relationships, whether we do it consciously, subconsciously, intentionally, whatever, work on a math, math equation that says me, then you. So most of everything that I'm getting primarily out of the relationship is a benefit to me. And I'm looking to have relationships with people that benefit me. So maybe some examples of that are, you know, I, I want to date someone so that they can like solve all my problems and I can be happy. I want, I want to date someone good looking so that I feel good looking. <laughs> okay. Or I'll be friends with this person because they can be a free therapist. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I, and I have this all, I joke with people all the time. My phone rings most when people need to move. And you don't own a truck. <laughs> uh, but I, I can lift stuff, right? So they're like, oh, I need to move a couch. Dwayne, can you help me? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's, that's fine because, like I said, I'm guilty of it in, in certain areas too. But when you look at the life of Jesus and all of his interactions, he never ever actually did that to people. Mm-hmm. He never showed up to get from them what he wanted he showed up to find out what they needed. And, and so the original uh, story that I, I took these five steps from 
came from when he first encountered Peter, Simon, in the boat. Um, but, but since then, there's actually every story I get, that I, I see Jesus interact with people in a, in a one-on-one basis especially, but in, interact with people in their entirety was always this five steps happening. Same methodology. Same methodology, same everything. And so that first step, get in the boat, references Jesus getting into Peter's boat, right? But when you look at the story of the lady at the well, he showed up at the well that he knew she'd be at, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that first step, get in the boat, really just embodies the need to put yourself directly in, peop- in front of people where things matter most to them. Peter's boat was his entire livelihood. He was a fisherman. So you're not saying trap them as a captive audience. You're saying what's important to them. No, it, it, means, <laughs> it means get in the boat, right? Instead of, instead of challenging people to come and, and make themselves a part of your life, challenge yourself to make yourself a part of theirs. He shows up at the well because we can't live without water, mm-hmm. right? He shows up at the boat. Peter couldn't exist without his boat. And in both cases, he just positioned himself. And it required a moving of himself to do so. He had to go get out of any sort of comfort place. He had to travel. And then he had to get in a totally different vessel. Yeah. And all of it was about interacting with them not challenging them to interact with him at that point in time. It was all just becoming a part of their life. I like that. Okay. So in practical terms, you know, in 2021, if you're going to go, quote unquote, get in somebody's boat, this might mean that, you know, you say, hey, when can I bring dinner to you some night? When, when can I bring dinner? It, it could be a person that you work with that you know every day they go for tacos for lunch. And you don't like tacos, but you really want to get to know them. So you go have tacos. I know. Who, who doesn't like tacos? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but there are some people. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Like, I have a vegan friend. I was like, we're going to have vegan tacos. And I looked at them and said they should be ashamed for even insinuating such a thing. That they would call themselves tacos? Yes. <laughs> but, however, I'm just joking. You ate them, though? You met I them? Did. I did. You I got the, in their boat? Yes, I ate the vegan tacos. <laughs> And, and I did tease them, but not, not condemningly. Mm-hmm. So don't be, in, I don't want any emails from vegans. I can't believe you. It was a joke. I'm sorry. It wasn't meant to. <laughs> All right. So is it a little bit similar then to sort of the cliche, get in the ring, where it's like, you're not just being a pacifist, looking at interactions from, you know, a spectator seat. It's getting in and doing real action with people, but not necessarily in a space with an audience. Yeah, it's really, the get in the ring is a good analogy, except for I don't want to get in and compete with you. Okay. I want to get in and support you. I want to get in and help you win. I want to get in and and push you forward. I want to get in and help you challenge all of those things that, that you need to challenge in your personal journey. I really like that one. I was thinking this morning, I was, you know, doing my workout and, and thinking about things. And I thought, if I had to describe my family, it would probably be... This isn't a competition, but if it was, I'd be winning. <laughs> and somehow we've equated that to doing so many parts of our life. I wish I could 
just get in a ring to bring people or other up instead of just competing. So if we're going to dissect the pieces, the boat is the relationship with someone else, right? The, the boat is the recognition of what is important to the person. Okay. Getting, getting in to what is important to the people around you. To the people around Okay. And getting in the boat is essentially the effort that you make to meet them in that space. It's exactly that. It's getting in, right? Getting involved. I don't... There's things I don't enjoy. Vegan tacos? That matter to people. Okay. And because the, those, they matter to me, I get in. Mm-hmm. Well, and you see people do this in all kinds of ways. I mean, nobody likes sitting on a bleacher... But you go watch your kids because, you know, them performing or in the sport that they're in, that's important to them. So you sit on the bleacher. Yeah. And so all I'm saying is let's realize that the world around us has to be as important to us. As ourselves. As ourselves, as our immediate people. And so in the same effort I'm going to put into going and sitting in the bleacher to watch my kid play, I want to figure out... Where do I go to watch you play? Where do I, what do I do to get in your boat to, to let you know that I'm going to, I'm, I'm willing to be a part of what it is you're doing? So uh, this wasn't one of my questions, but um, the thing that comes to mind then is that sounds really nice. Where in my busy schedule do I find time to do this? You make time for everything that's mattered. Everything that's important to you. You make you've made well. You've made time to ev- for everything that's mattered to you up until this point, right? But everything that matters to you at this point didn't necessarily matter to you six years ago. Mm-hmm. Where did you find time for this? So you're saying there's an intentionality. There's a huge intentionality. Listen, you're going to make time to get something from someone. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we should be as willing or more willing to make time to give something to someone. So instead of, yeah, being like, hey, I want to be friends because I think you have a business connection that would help me. Maybe instead of finding those friends that meet that need, go support friends to help them achieve success in their own spaces. Yeah. If, if instead of saying, hey, I want, to, I want to have lunch with you because I think you have a business connection that I need, flip that. Maybe you need to have lunch because you have a business connection that they need. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to have lunch just because you see them struggling in an area. And you're like, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm not a fisherman, but I can yank on a net, so let me help you. Whatever it is. Go right? do it together. Go, go do it. But this whole, oh, I don't have time for that. It, it really, it's, it's, we're already doing it. I'm just saying, let's change the, the, let's change the reasoning behind it. I think when I think back to my own times where people have done that for me, we had our house for sale maybe five or six years ago, and I had a friend, and she said, you know what, I'm going to come help you clean your house because I used to be a realtor, and I understand how hard it is with small children to try to clean a house for showings. And... I mean, she didn't get anything. I mean, we had a lovely conversation, but she got in my boat and helped me clean my house. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you think of interactions like that where people have put others first before themselves, those are 
really wonderful memories. Yeah. And, and I know, I do know some people that do it. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of this phrase, pay it forward. Okay. I'm not because really I'm not doing it just because I'm doing it. Be, I'm doing it. I'm doing it with a price tag. Mm-hmm. I was part of a business organization. Um, and I mean, a good organization, um, but other people had different ways of defining um, what they, their phrase was givers gain. Yeah. That if you give, you know, you'll gain. And so some people defined that as, you know, if I give to you, you're going to give to me. But again, that comes with a price tag. I really liked to define it as, you know, if we give without expectation, that may eventually come back, which is great, but we're not giving for the intention of receiving. No, and, and to tie this to last week's episode, we're, we're building community, mm-hmm. right? Which means for me to build a successful community, I have to be invested in your win mm-hmm. more than I'm invested in my own. And to find out that win, you have to find out what your boat is. And so I have to make you matter more than I want you to make me matter. M A T T E R. <laughs> Why do you think we stay out of boats? Because it's not because they're not going where we want to go necessarily. Okay, so it's that same sort of like me first. Yeah. Reason. Okay. And and even a lot of the times we get into the boat. And we want to convince ourselves that we're getting into the boat for that person's benefit. But we just need to make sure that we continue being in the boat for that person's benefit. Not a, hey, we did this good community deed. I'm out. Yeah, we did this (laughs) and now you should do this for me. Yeah. That you're not collecting favors. Yeah. It's really just about doing it for that person. Being able to say, hey... Here you go. I want you to succeed. So that's maybe why we stay out of the boats. What boats should we be in? How do you recognize a boat you should be in? It's the one in front of you. So um, I was listening to a podcast this morning about intentionality. um, And, you know, it does you no good. If you're at work thinking about your kids, that does nothing to help your kids. It does no good if you're with your kids and all you're thinking about is work. Is it kind of a little bit that concept of being present to where you are? Yeah. Yes. And, and just being aware that the world around you needs you. Okay. They need you. They need you. I think we want to be needed, but maybe we don't recognize that. We want to be needed. We need to be needed. Right? And so even a lot of the times we get in the boat because we see that person and, and they need me. So I'm, I'm, I'm there because I want to be needed and they need me. And again, it's not, it's not we're not there for their benefit. We're there for ours. Mm-hmm. I'm saying let's just get in the boat. Do our best to leave our ulterior motives on the shore. Get in the boat. And see what's actually helping. See, see what's actually happening. But I can't say to you, Lacey, you matter if I never come to your office to make recording this easier for you. Mm-hmm. If I say, well, yeah, this is great and, and I think you're the one that's going to help me do this, so do it my way. It, does, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But to be able to say, hey, how do I, how do I, Lacey, how do I help you? How do I help you become what you're dreaming of? How do I, right? I come and I get in your boat. 
and and I'm available and I'm here and I'm appreciative. Yeah. So is there a time I mean, I just my favorite book ever is the book Boundaries. Is there a time where you're, you know, getting in someone's boat and they tell you no? And so, you know, how do you do you respectfully just always keep a, an attitude of I want to help you but I'm right here. Yeah, you, you can tell me no, that's fine, but I'm here. Not like stalking here. Just, no. Just present here. Just here. When you're ready. When you're ready. It's funny, I've been working, doing stuff with, with the detox center in these different places, and now, out of the three years, two years that I've been doing this, two and a bit now, um, now people are calling. I'm like, hey, Dwayne, can we talk? Hey this is going on hey right because I just got in the boat mm-hmm. and even if they weren't ready I was just there and even if they thought they were ready but really weren't they were just there I was, I was just there and a me centered would have been well I'm here to help you so you need to share with me but you did and, you were them first and if you won't let me help you then I'm just gonna go and find my somebody else that I can help it's very me centered mm-hmm so those are the boats we should be in. Are there boats we should not be in? Boats to avoid? How do you know if you never get in a boat? All right. So test test waters. Well, as, <laughs> test as, boats. Listen, I I don't know that there's such a thing as a bad relationship if we build it properly. Okay. All right. There's people with bad intentions. But those bad intentions are moved once the intentions, right? You, 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 we, this whole thing is, is a process of cultivation. Okay. And so if I look and I say, oh, that person's this, and I've dealt with those people before, I'm not getting that boat. It's just judgmental. Do you think sometimes, though, the argument can be made that we should protect ourselves at some point? The argument should always be made that you should protect yourself. You should know that you're mentally ready, emotionally healthy, to get in someone's boat. Mm-hmm. You should have done that before you left your house. You should have done that, right, when the first person came to get into your boat. But we cannot continue to say, well, I've been hurt here before, so I can't go there. Gotcha. Well, that person... I. I and I, I don't mean to sound like I'm diminishing any of the, the current social problems we have in our world, but most of the current social problems we have in our world came from that mentality that said, well, these people did this, so we can't, we can't help them. We can't ever be in the same proximity, I was, alone boats. <laughs> my last name, Schaff, is, is both German and Dutch. Okay. And, and I was dating this girl who was Dutch, and... I met some of her older relatives who survived World War II. Right? And they said, oh, is that, that Dutch? And I said, no, my age German. They wouldn't talk to me. It was very cold. It was very... And I'm like, I wasn't, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. there was, yes, was there horrific things done? Yes. Yes, nobody, I'm, I can't deny that. And, and nobody should. There's some horrific things done. That doesn't mean that I'm going to do those horrific things. And so we look and we say, well, this person's like that. We just disqualify them. 
That's very shallow on our part. Mm -hmm. And it's very unforgiving on our part. And the one thing that really we all need is forgiveness. We've all done some, some crazy stuff. And if we, if we don't start learning how to let that go and embrace the next person as their own person, we're in trouble. So yeah, you'll never know if that boat's a good place for you to be until you get in it. Find out if that boat, that boat has any holes in it. And it might be that that person's not ready for the type of relationship. Right? That's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? You do you. I'm still right here. Here's my phone number. If you need me, you call me. Right? Because if we keep trying to cultivate the good relationship, we will cultivate good relationships. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just sort of thinking here on that. I think... I think that can be true, but I think I also... I, I just... When I think in the terms of boundaries, like, but I think maybe I'm confusing, I keep thinking the boat is the relationship, but the boat is just the recognition of what's important to the other person. That's it. It's not about being trapped in what they're doing. It's just about being willing to let what they're doing matter to you. Mm -hmm. So can you give me a good example of like someone that maybe like, you know, it was a, a, maybe a toxic relationship or not a good relationship that they had. And someone's deciding to, you know, okay, I'm going to get in their boat. What would that look like? What that, could you give us an example of that? Okay, so clarify the toxic part for me. Okay, so maybe, maybe it's a, um, a family with, with bad boundaries. You know, a family member that, you know, is just kind of constantly argumentative maybe. So I, I, I spend a lot of time out of the detox. Mm-hmm. And I say that quite frequently. And I give everybody my number. Everybody. And nobody's abused that? <laughs> and I tell people, listen, if you need me, call. If you call me and you're incredibly intoxicated, I hang up. Right? Mm-hmm. But if you call me because you're struggling... I'll talk to you. Gotcha. So you have a boundary of when it's, I know it's important to you, but this is the safe space where I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to just because you're like, oh, I want this person to matter, so I'm going to go rob banks with them. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> right? But if, if, if they're like, oh, I need money and robbing banks is the only way I can think of, well, I can, I can help you be entrepreneurial. I can help you think of other ways to get money. I can... Right? Mm-hmm. So if you want help, if, if you want me to help you pull on the, the net, this net, yeah, I'm in. But if this is the way you're, you, this this what you're convinced you need to do, I'm, I'm here, but I'm not going with you. But I'm not participating. We're I'm, not sailing away in I'm, that. I'm, I'm here for you, and I'm going to sit, I'm, I'm willing to sit with you, right? I'm just not willing to go and help you do these things. Gotcha. So that, I think that's where your boundaries come in, is being very clear. Yes, you matter. Yes, what matters to you matters to me. Mm-hmm. Right? However, if you're asking me to conflict myself for your benefit, I can't do that. I like that. I like that a lot. Does that, does that explain your, your boundaries? The, that. Yeah, absolutely. Because... 
I think when I think of, yeah, if you've, you know, been hurt in the past or whatever, kind of the last thing you want to do is go right back to that and just say, hey, I'm here for you, right? But there can be a lot of incredible healing by doing that if you have good boundaries. And, and you do it properly. Yeah. Again, all what I said was you don't judge people because they look or, or represent the way you've been hurt in the past. But that doesn't mean you don't do things to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I think it's good to point out that, yeah, especially don't judge someone based on if it's like something that hurt you in the past. But what happens when it's that same person that's hurt you in the past? Have good boundaries about defining, I'm here for you and I'm interested in you succeeding, even if that's not what our relationship has been in the past. Um, but here's the boundaries on where I'm going to be and where I'm not going to be. Yeah. And because I want to see you succeed doesn't make me obligated to do everything for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And it doesn't make me obligated to make sure you have everything you think you need to do everything for you. I, the Boundaries book calls it a knapsack. Like, we all have our own knapsacks that we have to carry. And sometimes we make other people carry our knapsacks. And sometimes we carry other people's knapsacks. But extended periods of that isn't good for anybody, right? So your concept, you know, if we're getting in the boat, that's basically going up to someone and saying, hey, I see your your knapsack is kind of heavy or, you know, what can I do to get you to a point where this is manageable for you? Not, can I just take your backpack? <laughs> can, I, can I help carry it? Yeah. Can I help carry it? Can I take, can we get something out of that together that will make it more manageable for you? Can yeah. we rearrange your knapsack? Can we, you know? Yeah. It's all about building, really, as soon as you get in someone's boat, it's about building the trust to help them move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's trust based on, you know, I want to see you win, not trust on how can you further my own agenda. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That's all I have the questions on. Is there anything you wanted to say about step one, getting in the boat? Yeah. Don't decide what it's going to look like. (laughs) That feels like good advice. (laughs) Because you're basically, it's a me-centered one. If you've already decided how they're going to react and what they're going to do and what they're going to say. And that never seems to happen in real life anyways. No. Just decide you're going to get in the boat. And get in the boat. Don't decide how the conversations are going to look. Don't decide what anything about that situation is going to be until you're in it. Have enough flexibility. Because it's pretty hard to meet someone in a place that's important to them if you've already decided beforehand what's important to them. <laughs> and who they, were, who they are or who they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. We, we need to come back to a place where... Our interactions with people are about pushing them to where they want to be, not where we see them being. What if the, the place they see themselves is, you know, really unhealthy? How do you do, how do, you do it when someone's like, hey, I don't want to quit using. I want to stay where I am. Okay. That's fine. Right? But I'm here to help you get better. And so I'm just going to start doing better in front of you. Right, we're gonna start to to talk. I had a a friend of mine call me um, last week, and he says, "Listen, I I need to figure out the spirituality thing." 
I said, okay. He's like, so should I just start going to church? Should I just start praying? What should, what, what should I do? And I was like, listen, as a pastor, I'm going to tell you things that no pastor will ever tell you. And he said, what's that? I said, don't do either of those things. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about going to a church. Don't worry about praying because right now you don't know what that is anyway. So, so let me give you three things to ponder. I want you to ponder these three things and off of these three things we'll begin to, to, to figure this out. What brings you center? Right? What brings you peace? And where do you find vision? I think that's very um, counteral mainstream Christian culture, but I think and it's so, very intuitive. So he calls me back a couple of days later, and we're talking, and he's like, this is what I found. Okay. Right? And he, he gave me his list, and it was, it was good. And I'm like, okay. Let's, let, let's, let's start doing this. Let's try this. Let's, right? And all that is is me being in his boat and letting him get used to me being there. And we'll talk about this in step two next week, right? Um, it's just about setting it up so that they know they have a choice, but they also know they're not alone, that there's somebody who's chosen to go out of their way to make them matter. It's a lot easier to do hard things when you have someone who's gotten into your boat. And, and it's cheering you on. But it's not that they got into their boat because, you know, they, they, were, they were close by. <laughs> right? Well, I, it was I, convenient I, to be in your boat. It was <laughs> I was here, so I'm just going to be here. Right? No. It's, it's about being very intentional. And I, I have a lot of friends, business guys, managers, and stuff like that. And the one thing I always tell them is, is just be intentional with your people. Take five minutes and get to know your people. A friend of mine um, is dating a girl. She has a daughter. And the way he talks, he always, you know, she's not mine, she's not mine, she's not mine. And I said to him, I said, listen, here's what you need to do. Because I'm in this boat, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, you need to take her for lunch once a week. Not her and her mom. You need to take her for lunch once a week. And, and not to be defining in advance, oh, I'm going to be dad now, but to just be in I'm, her boat. I'm going to go out of my way to get in your boat. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and it's so easy because we're surrounded by so many boats. It's like I said last week, we're, we're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm. Right? So you, you're in your boat right here, and your boat may be too big for you to handle right now. I might need to get in your boat and help you manage your boat. Like it, it's, the reality is we're surrounded. We're surrounded by opportunities of people who, when we look at them from a business perspective, it, we're used to looking at people and saying, this is the benefit I'm going to get out of you. And so I'm going to pay more attention to you to get more of this out of you. But what I'm saying is let's actually reverse that and say, I'm going to pay more attention to you to see what you can get out of me. Mm -hmm. 
Feels kind of countercultural, there's Wayne. I think it might be. I, I know I've talked to a couple of people and they're like, oh no, that's what I do all the time. Um, but when we really start to put the thought into this, we really start to put it, the effort into what's happening. We change things. Do you think it takes some, definitely some intentional review of yourself too, to look at your relationships and be like, you know, this is where it was me centered. This is where I put myself first in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Just some really honest assessment of your own self and your own current relationships. Yes. And, and listen, I'm not even going to say that those are wrong. Right? Because that was what, that's been what was successfully modeled for us for so long. And it's worked on the surface for so many people. But what I'm saying is if you're looking and saying, wow, this isn't as fulfilling. This isn't as um, beneficial as I thought it was. Then let's do it a little different. Mm-hmm. Let, let's change the let's change the pattern. Well, and if we're intentional, we don't have to look fear of you know this is going to cost me or this is you know I might not get any return because it's just a totally different way of looking at it. That's not why we're doing it, but we're doing it anyways. If if you're doing something for a return, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Not a relationship. Yeah. That's a, a business transaction. It's, it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. So go find people, find out what's important to them, and build relationships, not transactions. Yeah. Just start putting the other person first. Get to know that person. But that's, again, that's what we're going to talk about next week. Okay. I really liked that um, center peace and vision part. Yeah. Is that part of some of the next steps? No, that's, well, that'll, that, that'll begin to weave its way in and out of everything. Okay. Um, just because I, I, I don't think I realized how deep those three questions were until I was, I was at, a, at a thing on the weekend and somebody actually afterwards came and said, they don't make sense and we, started to talk about it and they're like, so off of what you're talking, you haven't figured them out either. And I said, no, because, because we're constantly moving. Mm-hmm. Right. And what centered me and gave me peace last year doesn't necessarily center me and give me peace anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see that in the world around us in this COVID, this COVID era. Right? changed quickly like everything everything's different and people are trying to so hard to fight to maintain what they had that they're missing what they could have mm-hmm. they're they we don't want it to be different we want it to be the same and 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 then and, and it's funny um because there's a lot of attacking going on mm-hmm. right and it, and it, it, it's it's funny i was talking to a friend of mine who's very entrepreneurial. He's a, you know, he's really he's a successful business guy. And uh, and he started attacking. It's like those people. They're just doing this so that they can make money. And I'm like, well, you do things to make money. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but they're taking advantage of a situation. It's like every every real good entrepreneur 
takes advantage of a situation. There's a reason that the, the rich through COVID got richer. Right? I'm not right or wrong. That's not what I'm... I don't want to have that. No. But we're so... Want, we, we so want everything to go back to the way it was. We're going to attack everything... Right, so that people see that it's wrong, so they can let us just go back. And and the reality is, we we can't go back. Are you saying maybe embrace the the changing landscape that it it's not going to be the same anyway? So embrace the new. Yeah, and let's let's do our best to make the new better. Mm-hmm. By getting in people's boats. By getting in people's boats. By starting to make people matter. Making people matter. M a t t e r. And not making. <laughs> my opinion matter more. That's important. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, as long as you honor my opinion, I'm going to help. No, forget that. I'm going to help you because you're here. And I'm in your boat. I like it. So next week is relationship number two. Step two. Key two. Key number two. Which is? Have a meaningful conversation. Yeah. I like it. We'll talk about conversation next week. Well, meaningful. (laughs) Meaningful conversation means really understanding community. Or uh, communication. Okay. That just feels like a key to all kinds of things. but (laughs) We shall talk about that next week. And until then, life's happening. We're just trying to keep up. Have a great day, everybody.